know the why human trafficking work is needed to fight for the freedom of modern day slaves. But love, passion, commitment isn't all you need to be an effective and successful anti-trafficking advocate. Learn the how. I'm Dr. Celia Williamson, Director of the Human Trafficking and Social Justice Institute at the University of Toledo. Welcome to the Emancipation Nation podcast, where I'll provide you with the latest and best methods, policy, and practice discussed by experienced experts in the field so that you can cut through the noise, save time, and be about the work of saving lives. This is a short solo episode, but I want to take the time out to really describe and explain the differences between victim, survivor, and thriver. So a victim is a person who experienced destructive or injurious, acute, chronic, emotional, mental, or physical victimization. So somebody that experienced all of these either acute or chronic, some type of emotional, mental health, or physical uh, victimization that's derived from a real or perceived threat or action. So it doesn't have to even necessarily have been a physical altercation or victimization. It could be the threat of an altercation, exploitation, victimization. So real or perceived threat or action. And because of these circumstances suffers from trauma. Okay. A victim may continue to be involved in the trafficking experience or may no longer be involved, but continues to suffer trauma manifested in some or all of the following ways. So they can actually be outside of their uh, trauma, their victimization, but still be considered a victim. And these are the following ways that they are still being victimized. They have continued dysfunctional professional relationships with somebody or personal relationships, or they're moving in and out to other dysfunctional relationships. They're living in or experiencing reoccurring crises, continued necessities for basic needs, lack of adequate attention to their health, and an unwillingness or inability to engage in reflection or insight into their life or their situation, a lack of meaningful movement toward recovery or change, significant deficits in positive and pro-social informal and formal support systems. And so when we talk about support systems, remember, informal support systems are your friends, families, coworkers, neighbors, people that help you out when your car breaks down or you need to borrow money or they babysit your kid. Uh, formal support systems are those um, uh, maybe uh, food stamps or, or, or therapy or um, social security that you re re receive or the faith-based uh, community that the church that you attend or the mosque that you attend, all those are formal supports. So significant deficits in positive or pro-social, informal and or formal support systems and a helping professional or peer advocate, your primary focus in this case is assisting victims should be a focus on safety. So safety, 
Number one, that's what you're going to focus on when you're dealing with a victim. Now, a survivor, again, is a person who suffered from destructive or injurious, I can't say injury, an injury, (laughs) acute or chronic, uh, emotional, mental, or physical victimization derived from real or perceived threats or action, and because of these circumstances, suffers from trauma. So same, same definition, He or she is actively, however, involved in recovery services, but is fragile and may be re-traumatized or re-injured emotionally. A survivor may shift in and out of victimization and victim-survivor status as they return to their trafficker and or other situations where they're exploited again. Survivors may be involved in some or all of the following So they may have some relationships in their lives that are dysfunctional and some that are positive. Survivors recognize their circumstances and issues and are actively working on them. So that's the difference. He or she experiences a periodic crisis. Basic needs may be occasionally needed. Acute conditions are resolved immediately and chronic conditions are addressed under the care of a professional. There's meaningful reflection. There's insight by the survivor about his or her life situation. And there's meaningful movement occurring toward recovery. So there's some positive and also pro-social informal and formal support systems in his or her life. And so a helping professional or a peer advocate Assisting a survivor should primarily focus on increasing feelings of safety, again, and well-being. So not only just focused on safety, but now we're looking at your psychological, mental health, emotional well-being, um, your physical well-being, your financial circumstances. So this is where we're getting into like Do you need housing? Okay, let me help you find housing. Mental health, let me link you up with a trauma treatment counselor, all those types of things. So you can see how a survivor is working on their issues. They're able to reflect. They understand that recovery is important, but they can be rewounded. So even when we think about having um, people present that have been exploited in this way, we don't like to ask survivors to present. We like to ask thrivers to present because survivors can be rewounded and they can be re-triggered and all of those things. I mean, we use the generic term survivor because that's what everybody used, but we understand that some folks are victims still, even if they're not being trafficked because they keep being re-victimized mentally, emotionally, those types of things, and physically. Some folks are survivors, so they're on their journey, they're on their path. And then thriver, a thriver is a person, again, who suffered from uh, some destruction, some injury that was acute or chronic, uh, that was emotional or mental or physical uh, form of victimization derived from real or perceived threats or action. A thriver no longer suffers or minimally suffers from trauma related to the reasons they became involved in services. So he or she may or may no longer be involved in recovery services. However, 
They continued to work to maintain emotional, mental, spiritual, and physical health. Survivors feel empowered. Let me go back because before I didn't say spiritual, but in this situation, they're working on their spiritual and physical health along with their mental and emotional health. Now let's break that down because spiritual doesn't mean necessarily religious. It means a, a faith, a belief. Uh, um, it could be self-efficacy, could be belief in their ability to recover and um, you know live life with optimal well-being. So spiritual can mean a whole lot of things, but Thrivers understand that they uh, need a certain level of spiritual health. Um, and again, not, not necessarily religious. It's the belief that I can do better. I can be better. And I can see that I am doing better. So thrivers feel empowered to make healthy decisions about their lives and people involved in their lives. So they start to craft who is involved in their lives, not by circumstance, but by choice. Um, he or she actively pursues and engaged in is engaged in positive and pro-social, informal and formal support systems. He or she works toward goals and they have attainable objectives to reach the goals. Thrivers may be identified as involved in some or all of the following. Most meaningful relationships in their lives are positive. Thrivers consciously monitor their emotional, mental, physical, and spiritual health, and they attend to it when it starts to become poor. And I want you to think of yourself. We are thrivers. That doesn't mean that our life is optimal all the time. It doesn't mean that our relationships are perfect. It means that we have the coping ability. We can adapt. We can recover. Um, we have the support systems necessary to lean on because remember, no one is independent and no one should be totally dependent. We live interdependent lives where we rely on each other. Thrivers consciously monitor their emotional health, physical health, spiritual health, and attend to it. So I read that part. Thrivers live their lives intentionally and purposefully because they choose to, right? Just like you and I. He or she experiences periodic crisis, like we all do, but can recover using the resources they have or the knowledge they have or how to obtain the resources they need. Thrivers engage in meaningful reflection and or insight into their lives and situations, and they make plans to maintain or enhance those positive aspects. Recovery is something a thriver holds dear, and he or she puts time in on it and places importance to it. Thrivers empathetically reach out to others in need because they can do it without being easily rewounded or triggered. Finally, thrivers understand boundaries and balance, and they work to achieve both. A helping professional or a peer advocate's primary focus in working with thrivers should be to assist them in increasing their autonomy and self-sufficiency. So those are the three stages. And so when we're working with survivors of human trafficking, then we should be contemplating, planning, 
that everything we do is about moving victims to survivors and survivors to thrivers. As we think about the type of housing, uh, what does a victim need? What does a, a survivor need? What does a thriver need? As we think about mental health, how do we move that person to improved well-being to thriverhood? So just some seeds of thought uh, that I wanted to bring to you uh, you know, no one is a monolithic caricature of what human trafficking is. Everybody's an individual, but here is a way of seeing movement in um, recovery. So just wanted to bring you that little nugget of wisdom. And if you are involved in direct service work, take that with you. If you are planning, writing grants, developing programming, then that is going to be a, a critical and important part of your programming that you should build in. You should build in that movement because ultimately that's your goal is to move to thriverhood and to move everyone in your program to thriverhood. And also know that you might not, you probably pretty rarely will see someone fit squarely in one of these three categories. Perhaps, you know, they are a survivor in the area of support systems, but maybe they're a thriver in the area of reflection, um, self-reflection or recovery, or maybe they're a victim still in, you know, how they get used for their money or financially, they're still a victim. So different categories, people can fit and, you know, rarely, like you might see someone that has progressed long, far enough to be uh, in the thriver category, totally, both feet, whole body, everything in the thriver category. But more likely, you're going to see movement as people grow uh, from victim to thriver. You're going to see them different categories. They might show up in different columns of victim, survivor, and thriver, just like us. I mean, if you looked at your own life, you there might be some areas where you would say, I'm just surviving, uh, maybe even a victim to some things. But maybe in a majority of your life, you are a thriver. So just wanted to share that with you as well. If you would like a written copy of the definitions, I'd be happy to share it with you. Just email me, uh, Celia, C-E-L-I-A, at CeliaWilliamson.com. So the last name is William, W-I-L-L-I-A-M, son, S-O-N.com. So Celia at CeliaWilliamson.com, and I'd be happy to share it with you. Let's not just do something. Let's do the best thing. If you like this episode of Emancipation Nation, please subscribe and I'll send you the weekly podcast. Until then, the fight continues.